Welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour, and we do love happy hour and the clinking of glasses and cheers to all you fabulous women who are fully living your lives at every age and every stage. And here's the best news, every hour is happy hour. So whether you clink cheers with your coffee mug or your afternoon cappuccino, remember as the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Join us for some grown-up fun, interesting and stimulating conversations that will motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And for more grown-up fun, visit our website, The Three Tomatoes, and the three is spelled out, and sign up for our newsletters. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, tomatoes, to another episode of the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour podcast. I'm your host today, Kim Selby. I am the San Francisco editor of the Three Tomatoes newsletter. I'm very excited to bring you Dr. Frida today. She is PhD, a research psychologist and psychotherapist, and the award-winning author of Life Begins at 60, A New View of Motherhood, Marriage, and Reinventing Ourselves, and the author of What Price Power, an in-depth study of the professional woman in a relationship. Also to be noted that Dr. Frida is the oldest woman in America to give birth to twins at the age of 60, and she is a mother of five. She has a very unique perspective on issues related to parenting and the empowerment of women at any age, and we here at The Three Tomatoes love that. So welcome to the podcast, Dr. Frida. Thank you so much. I know that our listeners are probably wondering why, what prompted you to have children at the age of 60? And I listened to a couple of uh, podcasts and interviews that you are a part of, so I know the answer. But tell us why or how, what prompted you to have children at the age of 60? Again, sort of starting over, I guess. Well, First of all, it wasn't because of this, but Barbara Walters said I was pushing the limits. I have a podcast, by the way, called Pushing the Limits, the Dr. Frieda Show, D-O-C-T-O-R, F-R-I-E-D-A show. And yes, you know, women have to push the limits today. Uh, we have to make changes because that's what makes history. And so was I doing this for history? Absolutely not. Was it my idea? Absolutely not. It was my husband, but nobody interviews him. So what can I say? He's three <laughs> years older than me. But uh, people think it's always the woman who wants the children, more children. I was actually at 60 on my way to starting a different career. Uh, having had a practice for 30 years, I decided I wanted to be in the media. But then again, uh, we women have... Uh, to make choices that men often don't have. And that is that I wanted to also um, go ahead, not tell the truth about my age. I was going to say I was 50 and then <laughs> everything would have been, nobody would have bothered me. But then I was, was told, tell the truth because you will help other women to make decisions about their lifestyles. So I said, okay, so that's how this started. And why did I do this? Uh, you know, we are living longer, younger, uh, longevity, you have to be very practical. Uh, a lot of people much younger should uh, really reassess having children. 
as a professional and the stage in my career. And look, you know, you can see me now. It's been 15 years since I had these kids. And wow. I really, 15 years, they're six feet tall, wonderful boys, honor roll students. Although if I say it, they don't admit it, but I see it on their grades. But, um, and you know, they're funny. But, uh, but yes, life changes. What does age mean today? Uh, people would come to my door. Somebody from Germany came and said, I want to see the old lady. And I said, I guess I'm the old lady because he expected somebody shriveled up and old and a, a, and a cane or something. Uh, but um, that's not what it is today. And I'm surprised to say, happily surprised to say that I'm energetic. I'm youthful. You can see me now. Do I look like my age? No, because I don't feel like my age. We're living a different lifestyle and it's really representing our passion for life, not the numbers. Absolutely not. I mean, you could be 30 and not have a passion. So I think that's really re what represents you. Who are you today? What are you doing today with yourself? And how is it that you're living your life? And that's the way I've written these books. I've written these books, the first one about what price power, only because I noticed, and this was from my dissertation, that women who had higher status careers were treated differently in the marriage as well. And it really trickled down to having more say socially, economically, I mean, you name it, there was respect and equality in the relationship because of that. It's sad to say, I'm not saying that, see, you started me, you have to shut me up. <laughs> I have one more sentence to say. I'm not saying that stay at home moms um, have it easy. No, it's harder. I've done both. And believe me, it's easier to go to work. I'm yep. going to zip it. I'll let you talk because I can talk no. forever. Well, and it's about you. It's not about, it's not about me. It's let's just empower women, which is really the whole purpose of this podcast and of the whole Three Tomatoes brand is to empower women, to let them know and help them, encourage them, in my mind, to find a passion, to find a spark, to realize that it is never too late. And you are just a living example of that, which is wonderful. And in many respects, I would say that children keep you young, even though they age you as well. But you have to be relevant. You have to know what's going on in the media. You have to know what's going on in the world. It's it's different when you have children, I'm sure, at 60 than when you did, however old you were, when you had your first set of kids. To the positive, it's different. To the way yeah. positive, it's different because I'm not looking to see that I can be uh, getting okay uh, from anybody else, which is very, very, uh, you know, extremely liberating is the word. I know uh, that when I had my first set of children, uh, the doctor said to me, let him cry. And it went against my instinct. It was mm -hmm. ripping me apart. Today, I know not to listen to doctors or anybody, to listen to myself and know that my feeling, my instinctual feelings as a mother, whatever that is, that is the right feeling. Um, you know, there's a, a quote, whether you think you can do it or you don't think you can do it, you're going to be right either way. Right. But, uh, so you right. have to, so you have to be able to focus because I was always told no. And I think that's where I got uh, my initiative and motivation from in my life. 
I was always told no. Uh, and, and by the way, age uh, redefined the way I was, uh, you know, to define my age um, was that when I was uh, 30, during my generation, you were old. You're no longer a, a girl as if there was something wrong with that. When I was 35, I was defined as middle-aged. <laughs> and I got into Columbia, um, you know, graduate school for psychology. When I was 40, I was told you're over the hill. Uh, 46, I got my PhD. Uh, 50, I was told I was no longer a spring chicken. So I'm telling you, my whole life... Um, I was told, and I uh, had a child at 53, by the way. And then oh. <laughs> and then at 60, uh, the world was shocked, and I was shocked at the world. Uh, and then I, I didn't stop, as Barbara Walters said, that I really pushed the limits. And here I am with you, and my kids are uh, 15 years old. And I still feel like I haven't done enough. I need to do more. And, and my time has to be... Uh, more productive. So I think it's really innate um, in who the person is. Uh, but society has given, especially women, the wrong message of who they are. And the sad part about that is that women are not telling the truth about their age. So we really can't define, uh, you know, I was in Newsweek, I was quoted as saying ageism needs to be redefined, because we have to be able to acknowledge uh, who we are. As women, I was on a show with Rod Stewart, Stewart um, the Donald, as he used to be called, Oprah wanted me on the show. He was one of the last shows and the, he decided to come back. So he took that segment. He's sitting with a little baby on his lap. No one said a word about him having a child because he has a, a, a wife who delivered was 20, 30 years younger, whatever. Right. But, you know, I'm just saying that um, women now, because of uh, in vitro and the reproductive stage that we could have children later, uh, because of that, uh, we can be younger later as well, yeah. just like men can. So we've caught up with that and we we're more educated than ever. Uh, we have high status careers more than ever. Uh, so it's so it's not as if there, there are markers like they used to be. I know that I taught my daughter have a career first, uh, go ahead, uh, educate yourself first. So when you do have uh, a relationship, it's more balanced. You're not controlled. You're not dependent. Uh, finally, she met somebody, thank God, because she's so picky because of me, <laughs> um, you know, so she met somebody that fits. She's had so many chances, but because women have been brought up the way uh, my my the baby boomers taught the younger generation at my generation i was 22 and god forbid i was single so we were taught to be dependent on men the opposite and i didn't want that so yes it, uh, uh, women and age have really been redefined developmentally the way we say the words uh the, they need to change middle age is not a good word Grandma no. should really be defined the word because it's an endearing term, but it's very generic. Um, you know, uh, retirement needs to be redefined. What that's supposed to mean, it's not the same anymore. So everything yeah. has really changed um, in each segment of our lives, I'm happy to say. And what I'm happy to say about myself individually, I listen to no one. I was told 
that you shouldn't have a career. How dare I go to school and have children? I, yeah. w- I remember I was on an elevator in Hackensack, New Jersey. That's where I lived. The Carlisle Hotel of Development or whatever. And a lady said to me, you mean you have children and you're actually going to school? And I got off that elevator and I questioned myself, was I a bad mother? You know, is this how people saw me? And today, of course, what else is new? But at that time, women, especially when talk about age, really have to redefine uh, what that means, not only for role models, for other women, but to be able to live their lives that was meant to live. Because you look back 10 years later, hey, you know, I was at the prime. What was my, so we fear getting older unnecessarily and we really miss out on the stages of where we are. When I was 60, I remember asking my brother-in-law who was in his seventies, am I old? It's 60 old. He said, right. no, it's not. So everything's very relative according to uh, what age is today. Yeah, it is. And you must have had really good role models yourself, or maybe you were just able to blast through all of this. But how did your parents raise you so that you had that belief? I mean, my parents raised me saying, you don't need to get married young, you don't need a man to support you, you can do whatever you want. So I had that upbringing. How about you? Were you encouraged? No, I had the opposite upbringing. I was told Mm. no to everything I wanted to do. And I was a caretaker of my parents who were immigrant Jewish Holocaust survivors. So that's why I went into this field because I felt their pain. But no, I said no. uh, They said no to everything. I wanted to go into the media when I was 18. My mother thought it was like being a prostitute or something. She said, what? You want to do what? Like, I don't know what I said. Right, right. You know, they they were very, uh, they inhibited me. So I really fought. Uh, for everything I have done. I think it's made me stronger. If anything, it's made me more motivated uh, because it didn't come easy to me. Uh, we didn't have much at home. Uh, my parents didn't speak the language. I had to be taken out of school. I was told I could be a public speaker from my grade school teacher, uh, but uh, who had time for that? So uh, I didn't really have uh, parents who uh allowed me to reach my goals. Every time I had an opportunity, my mother said no. And then eventually I started saying no. uh, And I missed out because it was either being the good child and listening or going ahead and being defiant. And as children, you know, the, our parents are our world and we want to be good to them. But then after a while, as I left my home, I changed who I was. But what's interesting about that question is that my research actually, I went a little bit of that in that direction. So women who had mothers who were conflicted, were homemakers and wanted to be out in the business world. And that was my mother, but she had no choice because of her background. Also when there, my dissertation was, uh, what becomes of a relationship when a housewife becomes a professional? Because mm. that was me. And uh, those women really fight and they eventually, um, at the risk of a ma- their marriage, uh, become uh, 
independent uh, and uh, more career career women. So it depends your, who your mother is. My research showed that if you had a mother who was happy being a homemaker, if you had a mother who uh, was happy being a career woman, that really affected you as well. Oh yeah, I'm sure it did. Now I have a question. Are you married to the same person? Actually, yeah. I happen to be married to the same person 50 some years amazing uh, because i know if i'm having these questions other people are having these questions yes too, the reason so. you're asking is because i said it's very hard on the marriage but guess what happens uh and in the midst of all this the marriage is threatened and yeah. divorce does happen but if you stay together and you work it through uh, you're better off than ever before because each partner is happy you know yeah. a man really gets hell you know that if the right. wife isn't happy, wife, happy life. Right, you know, right. It's miserable. It's miserable for them too. You, so right, it ends but, up being happier. Yeah. But it is it is something that you question. Sometimes women really come into their own later and the husband can't deal with that. You know, yes. obviously different personalities. But what I so admire about you is that you had that inner fortitude and that inner strength to just keep you know, I, I just see this image of saloon doors. You keep busting through the saloon doors. Get well, out of my way. I'm me. coming through. Right. Get, get exactly. out of my way. This is it. I yeah. I have to do it. I have to, or I'll drown. So right. I have to do these things. And, you know, it's interesting because you, you when you experience that, it's like a drug. It's yeah. like adrenaline and yeah. it's like such a high that it, it it defines who you really are. And I've done this, I guess my whole life, I've always uh, done something like this. So I'm really happy that I can be on your show, on your program and other women can hear me. And yeah. the message of course is that first you have to give yourself permission uh, and to be who you are. And right. then you have to allow yourself to know that no matter what you say, the biggest rejection would be from yourself. So be careful uh, about not being your own worst enemy. Well, I think my mission in life, because I started a couple of different things at the age of 65 myself, and my mission is to tell people you're never too old to pursue a passion. What do you have to say to women to get them off their butts to now, some people don't want to, but I think some people probably feel I'm too old, I'm too this, I'm too that. What is your message to women? I mean, I, I know, obviously we know that you feel like you're never too old, but what could you say to someone to really get them going again? Uh, for one thing, you have to uh, know what it is you want. Mm. You have to really have a, a feeling that, there's something missing out there because if you don't have it, you know, they say, if you're uncomfortable, that's a good thing Yeah. because you have to be uncomfortable to get where you want to go. If you want comfort, you know, then you go to Florida, whatever, and <laughs> uh, relax. Uh, to me, that's a lot like you're half out. Forget about no. it. But no. uh, so you really have to put yourself in an uncomfortable position. I met uh, Gloria Steinem. I met Betty Friedan before I even started in this. And she said, one day you're going to talk to millions. And I'm thinking, what is she talking about? So she sensed something in me when I was talking to her. So the answer is you have to have a drive. Yeah. 
Yeah. You have to be able to have a, a, a drive and then you have to find a vehicle uh, to get that drive. But you have to be persistent. You can't say to yourself, this didn't work. No, this didn't work because the other person didn't get it. You can't look at yourself as the one who has to fix things. No, you don't have to fix anything. It's the people out there who have to see things differently. And when you see that, I mean, I've always been ahead of my my age, 10 years of everything I've done. And then society gets there to begin with. I would have missed out if I would have waited. You can't yeah. really wait uh, for somebody to be where you want them to be. You just can't. You have to keep moving. You have to keep pushing. You have to keep uh, being uncomfortable. Right. I mean, I think studying and learning is something that even if you feel like you don't know what you want, if you can just take a class, if you can just, you know, read a book, you can do something that might spark an interest in you. I just feel it's a shame that so many people kind of waste away because they feel like they can't do something. Now, there are those who are perfectly content being grandmothers and living a retired life at the age of 60. And that's not me. And I just feel like so many women have so much to offer that the world is missing out on their special gifts. And that's why I like to encourage people to pursue a passion no matter what your age. Well, you know, it's interesting. When my mother was 40, she had a miscarriage on purpose because of the stigma involved. And today, oh. 40 is when people are starting, if they're right. starting at all, to have children. So developmentally, uh, we are in this mix of not really knowing what age or caring what age people are when they do different things. It used to be defined, you know, 20, you do this, 30, you do this, 40, 50, you start having grandkids, whatever that is. Now, uh, nothing is defined anymore. It's a wonderful time uh, to do your own thing. Uh, it's a wonderful time to stand out. And it's even a wonderful time to be rejected because the more rejected you are, the more you bring attention to yourself. And then you can have that voice. So we don't have to fear authority. Uh, and this is at any age when you, you when you're talking, you are the authority and you're helping other people. Yeah. Uh, when that sets in and you know that eventually you're going to make some kind of difference. Look, I started later on and I'm still starting later on. I'm, I'm in the media with 30 year olds, but who cares? You right. know, uh, I have something different to give than they do. Well, and, and I, it's wisdom i mean the the wisdom you've gained from living your life is so vast compared to the 30 year olds so that you are seeing things with a different eye and raising children at different ages and stages of your life is so valuable to the yeah, but other some, people yeah absolutely there. and what's really important is that i found that at this age i'm not falling apart i have nothing physical i have nothing really to say oh this is me here now. So I have to give the, a message to, especially women, not to fear getting older because the getting older is, is, doesn't mean you're falling apart physically. So you have both, uh, both assets. And today with women in careers, you're seeing younger men, older women. Uh, right. That really is something that 
uh, men find exciting to be with. It's a meeting of the minds uh, that they're deciding that, you know, you can look at somebody physically, uh, although you look great. I think I look fine. And uh, you really have a different kind of relationship that is an in-depth relationship because when you're starting out younger, you're finding out who you are. And what's really exciting is to know who you are when you're with a person and that person can learn from you and vice versa. So a meeting of the minds is what men want today. And because the women look great into their sixties, it doesn't matter anyway. So it's right. not having this uh, little trophy wife. Um, no, that's, absolutely that's... not. All you tomatoes out there, everybody has so much more to offer. And I really appreciate your being here with us today, Dr. Frida. Before we wrap up, is there any other little tidbit or word of wisdom that you might want to share with our listeners to help them get out of their stuckness? <laughs> Well, one good thing about today is that we can definitely reinvent ourselves. We can have second careers. And those careers are options that maybe we didn't have when you, we were younger, but they can define who we are uh, today. So take that kind of uh, innovation because retirement today is more about uh, redefining our next step in life. It doesn't mean stopping. Uh, we are at a peak age longer, 60 and on is our peak age. It's not middle age. Uh, middle age is a word that sounds like you're on the decline. So you have to be careful about the words that you use as well. But what's most important is that knowing that you can change your mind about your relationship, about your career, about your location, about anything that you do. And you can say, hey, wait a minute, I'm really able to yeah. have a, a new relationship with somebody, maybe even another child who knows if that's the situation, if you're in a new relationship, but to be able to know that it can be just the beginning, just the beginning of you seeing life in an exciting way that could be more exciting than ever. I can tell you when I was turned 60, I was more excited about my life than I ever was before ever. Mm. And I had you more know, energy than ever before. That is such a good reminder to us. I think people sometimes let the number get in the way of how they're really feeling. Yeah. You know, they will see a number and think, well, that must mean I'm old. Whereas all we have to do is do a simple shift, reverse that and say, no, it's not. I and, guess, and I think yeah. I get really tired of going to events with women my own age and all they can do is talk about the ailments. I'm like, uh, you know, I don't do that. Belief. I don't go out with women that age. And you and we both know that even sexually, women are more sexual as they get older. Yeah. So it really should be older women, younger men. That's Absolutely. the way that would be the right connection. That would give make those, a lot of sense. Give us those hard bodies. <laughs> well, well, we have hard bodies. We should get hard bodies back. Exactly. Well, thank you, Dr. Frida, so much. And where can people find you? Tell us. So it's uh, Dr. Frida, F-R-I-E-D-A.com is my website. If they want to contact me, it's Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R, Frida at gmail.com. Okay, F-R-I-E-D-A. I will put all that in our show notes. And you are so inspiring. Thank that you so fast. much for your time okay. today. Love you. Thank you so much. Fun. Mwah. And tomatoes, thanks for tuning in again. And tomatoes, 
We both look hot. We both look great. We want younger men. That's right. And we are awesome. All you tomatoes out there, you're awesome. Look for what's next for you. You're never too old. You're just beginning. (laughs) Exactly.